Welcome back, everybody. That's Jake Nager in the moment of truth. Our house band here on Cantori and You, and thank you so much for joining us today. Brad Perry, longtime TV broadcaster over at KUSI, has been off the air here in uh, San Diego since last June, I believe, or September. He'll fill us in. But uh, Brad now lives in Phoenix and has his own uh, has his own web series and doing stuff with charity. And we have such a great talk. I'll tell you, Brad's a good dude, but going through a transformation, which is something I can certainly relate to and always so appreciative of you being on the other side and going along for the ride, if you will. Speaking of going along for the ride, when uh, I was working over at KPRI, one of uh, one of my favorite things we did at the radio station was the Green Flash concert series where they would host shows at the Birch Aquarium. I mean, talk about the most amazing backdrop. It's a it's a trillion dollar view out there. You're set up on the on the veranda or the deck right near all the fishies and you get to see live music at sunset, which is awesome. And uh, the homie Steve Pultz performing live out there, the Green Flash concert series, June 20th. And uh, Lisa Sanders is opening the show. Steve's just amazing. You know Steve, just a fantastic storyteller. He's uh, he's super energetic, funny, co-wrote a bunch of Jewel songs. You know the trip. But they've got tickets on the Birch Aquarium website, which you can link through the podcast page, or it's uh, aquarium.ucsd.edu. Your admission includes concert tickets, parking, entrance to all the aquarium exhibits, And uh, that starts at 5.30. Steve hits the stage at around 7 or so, 7.30. The show, the music begins. But you can hang out, cocktail. They've got amazing food, drinks on site. Uh, It seriously is one of the best nights out. So again, it's the Green Flash Concert Series. And uh, head on out June 20th to see our friend Steve Poltz, who will also be a guest on this podcast. Also want to thank our friends over at Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance. If you're planning a trip down to Mexico, certainly hook it up. They've been in operation for uh, for quite some time now, and uh, they offer the best prices and the best policies, hands down. You, you get your car set up, any of your belongings for that matter. You know, It could be your motorcycle or however you're crossing the border, and uh, you can get it insured, and, and they'll make sure you're covered. Because if you don't have insurance, you're screwed down there. Let's be honest. And uh, I was just actually down at the uh, the passport office earlier today with my wife, because mine had expired, and we're planning a trip down to Baja here for a wedding, and we'll be driving and, of course, utilizing BajaBound.com. All right, so Brad Perry. I'm trying to think of the last time I talked to Brad from KUSI. I think it was actually when I worked over at KPRI. You know, we were talking about, obviously, the Green Flash concert series, and Brad came in and did something or covered something I was doing over there at the time with my old producer, Sean, who I still talk to, by the way. He, he went through the police academy, and now he's part of the harbor police or something. It's crazy. I got to catch up with him because last I heard he was applying, should I say, with the harbor police. But... Last time I spoke to Brad or actually hung out with Brad was back when I was at KPRI and uh, he just hit me up on Instagram recently and was like, dude, I'm in Phoenix. Let's talk. I'm like, talk, come on the podcast. So uh, let's get to Brad here before I uh, dial him up. Also want to thank Tori Holistics. 
San Diego's finest adult use and, and recreational dispensary. Uh, they've been in operation since the beginning, legal, licensed, working with the county, the state, the whole deal. Located in Sorrento Valley at the 5805 merge. I'll tell you what, with, with the fair going on right now <laughs> and all that traffic, you might need to make a pit stop over at Tory Holistics. Oh, it's such a bear. So stressful right now on the freeway when you're hitting that merge. But yeah, Sorrento Valley Road is uh, Tory Holistics. And uh, they've got a great staff, huge selection, safe, and they deliver too. Toryholistics.com forward slash delivery. All right, Brad Perry, enough of the weed talk. <laughs> Let's get to the real talk. Let's do this. Hey, sir. What up, brah? What's happening? Welcome to the Cantorian You podcast. I like that. Can you hear me okay? I'm driving. Is that all right? You're golden. So. And you're driving in Phoenix. Yes. Beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. How did you end up there, man? I thought you were still here in San Diego. No. Um, which version would you like to have? The short version or the real version? Oh, man. I'm all about the real. I just want the real stuff, Brad. The real stuff. I won the California lottery and left with my money from California. That's what I did. So, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, the, the, the good story is that I pretty much was going down a, a rabbit hole that wasn't the best for me in a lot of different ways, just more in my, in where I want to be in my life and work. Um, and I kind of like had a wake up call. Um, I did some great soul searching, some great reading with some fantastic books, um, broadcasting happiness. Uh, the power of now, the four agreements. Um, and so I started the journey like in March. And then by the time I left, I had read over like 12 books on self-help and just bettering myself. Um, but literally, um, I was uh, dating someone back and forth uh, here in Arizona uh, for quite a few times. Uh, our relationship took a really, really bad, bumpy road. Um, and she said, if you love me, you'll come back to Arizona. So... It was that was my wake up call of saying, you know what, it's time to make some changes in what is important to you. Uh, my kids were already out the door, so it was like, let's make this big move. So um, I walked into the boss's office uh, actually a year ago in June and said, I'm gone. And I said, I said, money on the contract, money on the table, but I had no savings, Chris. I had no job to go to, didn't know what I was going to do. But some reason it felt good inside to like leave. Wow! It was like the best feeling in the world. Um, there was no firing. There was no. I mean, I have no drug problem, no drinking problem. There was no problem at work. The McKinnons and KUSI um, is you know a great you know company or thing, but it just wasn't for me anymore and where I wanted to go in my life and my career um, and where they weren't going. And I'll tell you, it was the best. So um, I came to Arizona, uh, which has been great. And then just not knowing what I was going to do. And, and I tell people out there, you know, who are listening, like, you got to, like, trust yourself and just have faith and patience. And it will all work out. I will tell you that. Um, and so not knowing what I was going to do, I ran to an old friend of mine um, who had equipment, camera equipment. He shoots great stuff and everything. And um, I said, listen, I wanted to kind of like do what I was doing on you know morning TV, but I don't want to have the restrictions. I don't want to be between 
you know, the shooting and the politics stuff. I'm over. I don't want to be told what to do and be put, try to put me into, you know, their, their corner, you know what I'm saying? Into what they want to do and, and stuff. And so what can we do? And he's like, well, let's, let's start doing this. Let's go shoot stuff. And before we get to that, cause I do want to talk about what you're doing today. Yeah. I, I want to stay with, uh, with this transformation for a minute here and tell me more about it. What really sent you on this journey? Cause this is something I can relate to uh, so much. My situation's a little different in that I didn't leave on my terms, even though I kind of did, but I was technically fired, but also didn't have the same safety net that you speak of. So I'd love to hear more about that. Chris, there, there's something in all of us, but there's something inside us men that we don't want to look at. You know, we don't want to look at ourselves for some reason. I agree. Because of whatever it is. But the day that you do look at it, it's an eye-opener that is for the best. You know, I was pretty much becoming a little jerker in there with TV stuff, not liking work or anything. But also, I kind of like, you know, looked at the um, my example for my kids. You know, I'll be honest. Like, I have a son, and you know, I'm, I'm not married or anything like that. But I was kind of like, you know, seeing two or three women here and there or whatever. You know, I was doing, and it just wasn't a great picture. Um but then also, too, I wasn't happy with myself. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, get it. That's the part that you, you got to be happy with yourself before you do anything. And, and once you're happy with yourself, your children are going to see it and everything. And I think that's the part that people don't realize. Your children see more than what you think. And they feel more than what you think. And if you look back on your life with your parents, I mean, you know, I knew when my parents were going to divorce. You know, I saw it. I felt it. They were trying to hide it. It's like, Mom, Dad, why you hide it? You're not happy. You know, go do that. So with me, my transformation was really like, I wanted to be the best me because that's going to make me better in my field, you know, what I love doing. And so it was just really just a, a great look inside wake up call. And like I said, the power of now is the best thing I ever could recommend. Yeah. And that's, that's Eckhart Tolle, right? Yes. And the great thing about that is I learned, Chris, I can't go back and change my past. I can't go back and change, you know, everything that I did or didn't do forward and, and just do the best each day you know and that's what life is all about and that's what we're supposed to do you know we're not even supposed to look at the future uh we're just supposed to go you know what i woke up today how am i gonna be better today than i was yesterday you yeah. know i'm gonna take the garbage out you know i'm gonna wash the dishes i'm gonna do something better than i did yesterday that was my big transformation for me where i definitely you know need to have it and, and and every day it's gotten better and better it's like the amazing thing and like i said with those guys once we start looking at ourselves and look what we're doing and address it, we don't die. I got to tell you that. That's the first thing I got to tell all you guys. We don't die. Nothing's going to happen to us. We don't lose a limb. We don't lose anything. And the cool thing about it, Chris, and you probably know it too, you gain more friends. You're, it's amazing, isn't it? That's something I've definitely noticed. The thing I'm hearing most from you, though, is really coming. You've come to peace with your past a little bit more than I have. Like I still struggle with the errors and the mistakes of my past and and those still that stuff haunts me, man, because I know you can't you can't redo the past, man, and and it is what it is, but there are certain situations where I look back and I'm like, "Man, knowing what I know today, I would never ever have done that just cuz I have been humbled to new ways and new levels." You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, and I agree. And there's things, and I'll be honest, there's still things that haunt me too. So you're not alone on that one. And I know, like, it sounds like I, I don't, but there are things that do still haunt me. But I got to also look at it too that I can't let that get to me. I can, I can use it for energy. I use it for okay. You know what? Yeah, that bothered me. I'm not gonna let it bother me this time. I'm gonna do. I know where that mistake is. You know, that's the part that you know I. I say that I do every day and that's where you're talking about being better each day Yeah, is where I do look upon those mistakes and I go, man, like you said, if I knew what I knew going into this business, oh my God, I would be so much better and I'd be so much richer. Well, and, and I'll tell you, and that's funny, man, but I'll tell you, dude, we're not alone either because I don't know if you have watched uh, that new um, Letterman Howard Stern feature on Netflix and what yeah. we're talking about, those guys went through the same thing, and you don't get bigger than those dudes. Yeah, and that's and you said it right there. Like, and that's I think the part where too we have to realize we're not alone. There's someone else who probably is going through the same thing we are, or who's gone through worse that has come out of it. That's the part that you know, as you said, I watched that too, and I watched the Jay Z part. You know, I watched Woo. those. Man, and you're talking, but look where they're at now. And so that's the part that, you know, I hope we do. But I think as I, I really push towards us men because we really need to, with everything going on in the world and all the, you know, the Me Too's and the Time's Up and stuff, you know, we got to really like, you know, empower. And I don't know, I, I mean, I have a daughter who's 25 years old, and I like, you know, it's where I got to make the change to make sure she's empowered and that yeah. she's taken care of. And that's what's important to me. And, and that's the change. And, you know, and as I talk to more guys who do have daughters, or even if you have a son, if it's, if you just have a son, you, you know, the legacy you want to leave behind, I tell everybody this, is that, you know, it's not about how he, you know, caught the football or if he made the best, you know, base run or whatever. I like to leave with someone going, oh, my God, your son is so polite and so amazing. I know. Like, that is my, that's the legacy I want to leave behind. Then the better than, oh, he ran, you know, this and that and stuff. Or God forbid, oh, your son's a dick. Exactly. That's the part. That is it right there. <laughs> or an entitled asshole or something like that. I get, and believe me, I get that, and that's something I struggle with. I want to ask you this, though, Brad, with this self-reflection, because this is something that I've been going through, where how long have you been in media? How long? How many years total? So total altogether, let's see, 26 years. Holy shit. So I, I started as a production assistant. People, you know, I started humble. Like I, I was not thrown right on TV. I started as a production assistant, you know. And I, and I do have to say, some of these young kids coming up who are thinking they're entitled and who think that they deserve this and don't deserve to be yelled at. No, I, I tell the story of where I had a production manager literally flip my desk over and scream at me because I was faxing the uh, budget to LA wrong. And it was like, we're not getting paid unless this goes, you know. But the ironic thing is, it's been 26 years for me as well. And yeah. I'm curious, do you ever, and part of your discovery, look at who you were then and what you turned into? Does that sometimes not necessarily jive? Like, do you find yourself trying to tap back into that person uh, 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 that first entered the industry? Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I have to say with my experience on that part of being a production assistant is that the person who it was, his name's Ron Smith, I love him dearly, he's major, been a major production manager guy out of L.A. for tons of movies, um, 
he told me, and so that's what I say, he called me to his office after this one incident that he, you know, he flew up on the area like that. And he says, listen, he goes, if I didn't think you had it and cared about you, I never would have yelled at you. I never would have said things to you if I didn't know that you had it in you to do. And that's why I did it. Yep. And he gave me like 30 bucks and sent me to dinner. Now, on my coming onto TV, man, that was totally different. I was thrown into a, a, a situation that I didn't know how to handle, didn't know what to do. And I became the biggest jerk you ever could ever could know. Yeah. And, and so, and do I reflect back on that sometimes? I sometimes do, but I catch myself. I mean, you know, we we we're so used to getting things and different stuff. And I'll tell you, um, I love it now where I stand in line with everybody else. I mean, I'm not on TV anymore. No one comes to me and hands me things anymore. And like, here, come over here. I can't call up and say, hey, can I get a table and stuff like that? And for some reason, I like it better. I get it. Yeah. So so now the thing is, is coming back now, Chris, and I hope you understand this, too. We're on our way back. It's like the best feeling in the world when you when you lose something we've had and, and the notoriety and stuff, and we still have it, and now we're coming back different. It's going to be so much better, and people are going to be so lucky to have us on their team and, or be a part of the team. And when I heard what you're doing, people are so lucky what you're going to do, and, and you bring in because now you reflect on it and you know how important it is compared to those people. And you know, as you saw, David Letterman and and you know and you know. Um, Howard Third. said, "Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you had to lose something to really know it. And those guys who are just going on and on, and I won't give out those te- those radio people who are, who have ego problems, who are can still, you know, having ego problems and being the way they are, they're going to fall hard when everything comes to them. But for us, they're getting the best now because you, you got to reflect on it. You got to see, you know. Now it just comes down to not making the same mistakes again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And, and you know, it's kind of funny is that, I mean, you know, you said about reflecting on things. I thought about like when, you know, when I was fully on top of the top of the world, because I'm still on top of the world. You know, everyone's like, oh, that's just in your mind. I'm like, no, I'm really on top of the world. I always been, you know, that's how blessed and talent I have been and, and lucky to have and the people around me. But I do go back at times and look going, man, you know what? I wish I would have did this differently. Yeah. And and then sometimes I will slip into, like I said, sometimes I will be like thinking I'm entitled to something that I got to catch myself and not do. But, um, you know, there are times I want to go back to some of the people. And I, I, sometimes I want to go back to my mom and my, you know, my mom and go, mom, why don't you like slap me around when I was like calling you up and telling you like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And you kind of like should have pulled me back in a little bit more or even, you know, um, my ex-wife and I, we have great relationship. We're very good you know, friends and stuff like that. But I do say to her at times, I says, you know, why didn't you like wake me up? Why didn't you like you slap me around and say, yeah. you're not going to tolerate stuff, you know? And how does she respond? Cause uh, that's interesting. Cause my wife would slap me around, but I, I wouldn't listen. I was just so in my own head at the time. And yeah. uh, it was that what your wife would say or your ex would say as well. No, she's like, you know what? She, no, she was like, yeah, I should have. She goes, you know, but, I mean, we're Midwestern, and it, and it's kind of sad. And that's why I said it was men have to step up. But, you know, sometimes be a certain way, you know? It's like, yeah. you're my husband, and you're supposed to take care of us, and I might lose that, and I didn't want to do that, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, no, we. the only way I could be better, if you actually confront me on stuff, and it's up to me to be better, and but you got to confront me on it, you know? And, and you're talking about not listening. Yeah, you know what? Um, there was a lot of knocks on the door, 
of like Brad wake up from other people and stuff. And I didn't. And it's kind of funny that, you know, I call it, I didn't grow up when I had the opportunity until it was really slapped my face. So then, you know, so then when last year I, I grew up, grew up was actually going, Hey, you know what? The world doesn't revolve around me. There's more to it. There's more people out here. There's more people to empower than myself. You know, and that's like I when you talk about what you're doing, that's awesome. You know, and, and let me ask you that. I mean, what got you to change and say, you know, I'd rather empower other people than have to deal with all this stuff. I think it's a combination of um, a couple of things. I got really, I got really sick of my name, so I wanted to create something that I could hide behind. That was a big part of it. So I wanted yeah. to start a media network where I can hide behind the name, still do my thing to stay sort of relevant. But at the end of the day, I really just wanted to create a platform for other people and and to entertain others, but just create a platform where it was a collaborative thing and people could just have a place to express themselves and do what they wanted to do without the same type of restrictions that I ultimately rebelled against at the end of my career now if i were to do it over again i would i I would handle things differently man but at the end i just went out swinging and i didn't need to go out swinging and i do take responsibility for my my missteps and i haven't made amends with the old parties if you will some of the personalities that i worked with i have but as far as management a lot of that stuff is still floating out there and I don't like it, man. It's not healthy, you know? Yeah. But you know what? The first thing you did, I mean, it's good that you actually acknowledge it. That's the first part right there. And and I will say, and I don't want to knock on management and people like that, but, you know, it's kind of sad that sometimes management won't even acknowledge us that we have made changes. It all came down to me and how I handled myself in that situation, and I didn't yeah. handle myself well. And recognizing that and coming to terms with that it hasn't been easy, and that sounds like that's something you can relate to, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it, that that was a, definitely a wake-up call and definitely a, a part where I had to really look inside myself to say, you know, again, what did I do wrong? And I take responsibility for myself. Now, it takes always takes two to, you know, to tangle. Of course. So, you know, and... And that's how I sleep at night, for what it's worth. I sleep at night because I always say to myself, there are two sides to every friggin' story. Yeah. And there, you know, there's a reason why I reacted certain ways, whether, you know, relationships or work, whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, you really got to take responsibility for your side of the street. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the whole part that uh, definitely is, uh, you know, once you do that, it feels good. And I like that you said, you go to bed sleeping much better. Yeah, right? it's true, man. That's It's just, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, Chris, I mean, I, uh, you know, I left a very good paycheck. Was it, you know, it was very good. Could I have made ends meet? Yes, but I did different things differently. Um, but it's kind of funny where I'm now working in a, uh, a, a charity warehouse four days a week, a couple hours, you know, each day. And for some reason, I leave there happier than I when I left the station. Are you kidding, man? I love hearing that. Tell me about what you I, do, because I do want to hear about your media project. But I want to hear a little bit about this. Tell me, this is fascinating. So what happened was, I came like literally no job, no nothing. Back in September, a friend of mine said, "Hey, listen, I, I you know know this uh, charity that's looking for someone to help 
work in their warehouse. They just moved. Would you want to come over? Thank goodness I have my old skills of uh, working at the Gap. And um, <laughs> we start talking, and uh, they're like, hey, yeah, you know, we uh, we just need someone to come in and help out with the, uh, the um, whatchamacallit, the warehouse. Can you, You're interested. I'm like, sure. You know, it's like $13 an hour. They go, are you sure you want to do this? I mean, you're Brad Perry. I'm like, you know what? I need I need money. I need gas money. You know, I need to eat a little bit. I so, get it. Um, they're like, okay. And I just kind of start doing that. And what it is, is actually I love is that they are um, bare necessities. They provide bare necessities for single family um, parents of either they have cancer or their children have cancer. Wow. And they're not trying to cure cancer. They're not trying to raise money to go cure cancer. What they raise money is to provide literally bare necessities that are not covered under medical bills and under, you know, programs that they're in and they have to go pay extra for that could be a lot. So, I mean, we, some people take, you know, going and buying toilet paper for granted. These people have to decide, you know, do I get, you know, the, you know, chemo that I need to have to make me take care of the family or do I go and get toilet paper? You know, and, and, I, and I remember talking to this one lady, and they're well to do people. That's the thing about it. They're great, but they, you know, have to budget money around, especially if it's a single parent, and they have to make sure they're well enough to go to work to keep a roof over their head. Um, but she's like, literally, before I was here, I was stealing not toilet paper, but paper towel from work to be in the bathroom to 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 pretty much wipe our bottom. You know, Damn, pretty much. Man. You know, yeah. And so this—that's why I love working at this program and working with them, and it's—it's it's fantastic and stuff. And so, um, that's beautiful, Brad. Just, Seriously, yeah. that's beautiful. And, and so I get to go home at night and sleep, like just <laughs> knowing that I—I, I, you know, I did my part or whatever little bit of money it is, and it's not a lot of money. That's the killer. There's not a lot of money in it. So, but it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. You know. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I gave my kids the tools to be able to go and survive. And that's all I'll tell any parent, any, any parent that's listening to this, let your kids go. Let them go and, and survive. You know, you got you to gotta let them go and, and learn and be, be the best they can. So, And that, that helps me, so man. That helps me to hear because I've got, a, I've got an 11-year-old son, 9-year-old daughter, and I've part of my self-evaluation, you know, which is exactly where we started here, you know, has been for my children and I want them to be able to look at their dad. And I know that they see the things that I see that I don't like in myself and it's up to yeah. me to make those changes. And now. Yeah, it is. And, and to, and to give them the tools, which is great. You're right. So Chris, I want to continue this on. I have to step into a meeting myself. No, right you do now, your but... thing. Give me a quick plug if you don't mind, just regarding your project. And we're going to pick up this conversation because I want to do a better job of. I want to be a better friend to you, Brad, and I'd like to work <laughs> on our relationship outside of this conversation. I love. I would love to too. It is called Brad's Big Adventures, and uh, you can go to bradsbigadventures.com. Um, it is great. It is again uh, online show that I'm doing, and uh, it's pretty much going on some great adventures and seeing different people and stuff, and uh, and just doing what I was doing on the morning show, but doing it without all the blood and guts. Awesome, and I'll share that through our network and distribute it as well, man. I I imagine it's on YouTube. That's on YouTube, and also if you go to just Brad Brad'sBigAdventures.com, you'll find it, and then uh, we got some great announcements coming up. Uh, that we're working on. We'll talk about that later. We'll All right, buddy. We'll do a part two to this. Much love and respect. I love Same to you, man. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, bud. All right. Peace.
All right, that does it for this episode. Don't forget to rock the Patreon. We do uh, appreciate our patrons. Special shout out to Forrest Henderson, who's been with us on and off, mostly on since day one. He's been a uh, just an amazing supporter of the U Network. And if you'd like to become a patron, it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash U, Y-E-W. And that helps us with all our costs and bills and all the stuff it takes to keep the network up and running, especially since we brought new people on board, like my friend uh, my friend Meryl, who I love. Meryl's on board now and helping us out, and uh, she's got her own podcast, and then I got my buddy Jeff Pack helping out, and Jason. We, we've got a nice little crew, so uh, we appreciate you helping keep the network alive via the aforementioned Patreon, and uh, one of our biggest patrons is Mariposa Ice Cream, who I always mention at the end of the podcast, and special mention today because Mariposa, uh, over in Normal Heights two years ago, this time, that's when the owner, Dick, passed, and um, we almost lost the shop, and with your help, we started that GoFundMe, and we were able to save Mariposa Ice Cream, and I was in there uh, just the other day with my, with my girl, my daughter Lucy, and her friend Asia, and um, it was so touching because here it was, the two-year anniversary of Dick's death. And there was a line out the door, uh, my, my daughter and her friend eating ice cream, huge smiles on their faces, and a fire truck uh, from City Heights pulls up. And the whole crew, four firefighters, pour out of the truck and go in and get their ice cream. It was just a really cool moment, and I just felt like Dick was looking down on, on the whole thing. So... Thank you to Mariposa Ice Cream for being a, uh, talk about a, a, a patron. Uh, they're a gold, a platinum patron, giving a significant amount of money to the network every month, and we appreciate it. And if you want to check out the best homemade ice cream on the planet, do make it a point to visit Mariposa Ice Cream uh, Thursday through Sunday, Adams Avenue in the heart of uh, Normal Heights. Thank you to Brad Perry. Until next time, be well and much aloha.